Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We're talking again. Our bodies were made. Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. I'm Brendan Levi. And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we are watching the 2016 Christmas TV movie, The Christmas Swap, where two estranged adult brothers magically switch bodies after making a Christmas wish. We always love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or chuck us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. Are you having a fun holiday season? Yes. Merry Christmas, yes. Big plans, big plans. It's my kid's first Christmas, so I'm going crazy. Yay! Yay! So you're just going to be showing him a whole bunch of Christmas swap movies, I'm assuming? No. <laughs> oh, well, maybe, maybe in a couple of years. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the nitty gritty. The Christmas swap. We have had a pretty bad run of Christmas body swap movies over the last couple of seasons. Christmas Switch and The Christmas Trade were both pretty abysmal. Does this film buck that trend? Uh, go, go, Brendan. I, I'm going to say no. God. <laughs> and, and not without reason, Paul. The ones you are choosing are a very particular niche of body swap films that are just churned out like freaking cheese. And my God, Brendan, I like in doing a bit of research for the episode... There are so many more of his Christmas swap movies. There's heaps. Like, <laughs> live, in, live in fear because he's never going to run out of them. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I do feel like Christmas is the one I dread the most because you yeah. think of, like, yeah, all the horror ones we've done, there's a lot of fun ones for, for like, Halloween. I don't I don't think we'll ever get a good Christmas swap film. Oh you know God. what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, technically Big is a Christmas swap film, so... I would put it in that. I mean, we didn't do it as a Christmas episode, but yeah, I think and oh. and and vice and vice versa also took place at Christmas, Christmas as well. Yeah, sure. So I think it is possible to do a good Christmas swap film. It's just that not many people do it. But I wouldn't okay, so, say that so, so. vice versa and big like obviously they're set around Christmas, but they're not like about Christmas. And these films are. About Christmas. It's a tenuous link at best. Uh, yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Okay, so just just let's rewind. So what are the ones we've done? Christmas trade. Switch. No, Christmas switch and Christmas trade. Okay, and so we so had this is the our one, third one with this, the singing waitress. Yes. Was, yeah. was which one? Christmas switch. And then the and other then one was what? Christmas that- trade was the one with the Baldwin and Denise Richards. Yeah. Okay. Where he swaps with his son, which was basically vice versa. 
but Christmas. Yeah, so this is definitely like the base layer of the shit sandwich for me. What, the, you thought this, was, oh, this was the worst. Yeah. See, I would go the other way around. I would say this is the best of the three. No, I would like, rather I really... watch that singing waitress one a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my problem, like, I, I'm not going to come away from this saying it's a good movie, but I have to say, like, out of the three is probably the most competently made of the three movies. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. But what my hey, what main issue is, as in, I think the performances, they they had the suggestion of being real people. Like, they were almost there. Like, you could almost put these performances in, like, a proper movie. Whereas the other ones, like, You're giving they were so really- much credit for <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I actually felt like this was just like normal people off the street that they were like, do you want to be in a movie? It's shooting right now. And they're like, sure. And they just walked onto set. The whole thing felt like the first run through to me. The, my problem with this film is that it's a very dour movie. It's like very depressing. Yeah. The subject matter is very – like you think of like a fun Christmas movie and this is definitely not – it is very – Sad, like it's a sad it movie. Was very right? sad. Sure. So depressing, and it, especially since it's like marketed as like a wacky comedy. It, I was very shocked at yeah, how that's... depressing this film was. So I guess we'll, we'll get into what this film actually is about. So it's about two brothers who are, I guess, in their like thirties. One has become a successful lawyer. He's moved from, uh, where were they originally? Like Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's moved to LA and he drives like amazing cars and lives in a huge mansion, sleeps with all these beautiful women. And then the other brother did want to be a lawyer, but he, uh, their mother got Alzheimer's. So he, just stopped uh, any kind of ambition, decided he's going to live at home, taking care of the sick mother. Since he was 11 years old. Since he was 11 years old. <laughs> uh, so the the dad died when they were 11, and then I guess- He became the college. Yeah, and then at, when he was college age, that's when the mum got sick. So he- um, Here's my pitch for a new uh, new film. It doesn't have to be a swap film. But it's about the serial killer who goes around and kills people's parents before they uh, end up in swap films. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I know we always say this, that every film that we review has a dead parent. But it does. But now, but I was actually looking at all the films that I've watched, like, because I've got a letterbox account and I log all the movies that I watch. And even and outside out. of the swap it's films. It's bleeding out. Completely. Yeah. Every movie. Every single movie I watch, that it's about someone with a dead parent. Yeah, Every either. film. Like I said last last episode, someone needs to write a thesis on it. Like, it, why is it? Why? Yeah, I think it's just a very easy, convenient way to get emotion out of characters. It's like a, a cheat way of, yeah. of writing. So anyway, so the one that stayed home, home to take care of his mum, his life's a pretty much piece of shit now. Like he has <laughs> a son, a son that's been suspended from school. His wife is asking for divorce papers and has moved out. He works at a coffee shop he doesn't like working at. He has no money, is broke. And he's miserable. And on top of that, the Alzheimer's mum 
doesn't even acknowledge him at all. She keeps referring to him as the other brother. And, you know, she's at that stage of Alzheimer's, like he's trying to take care of her. But like she's constantly. Yeah, she's totally aggressive towards him. Oh my God. But it's very much. This is like ruining my Christmas. This is. I can't deal with this. And especially stuff like Alzheimer's and dementia is just particularly brutal to me because it's just even worse than a dead parent. It's like the shell that you're honoring their memory by keeping their their hollow shell fed and embedded. Yeah. 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 It's very (laughs) rough. So then. One night, uh, the Alzheimer's mom is like looking out the window and she is like wishing over and over again, like, I want my other son to come home. I want him to come home, like, and over and over and over why again. The Even fuck worse. Do you, it, like, he fucking left you and he's rich <laughs> and could take the best care of you, like, afford the best medical care for yeah, you. Yeah, there could be an in home nurse. Right on there. You. Yeah, yeah. He Bailed on you, and all you do all day is talk about to your other son that you wish he would come back and that you miss him so much, and blah blah blah, and get get him confused. It's like yeah, this fuck other guy the sacrificed his entire <laughs> life for you, <laughs> <laughs> and and the son that went away, he won't even answer the phone when she calls. Yeah, won't and, even and answer the fucking even, phone. He doesn't even throw money at the problem. Like he's fucking got four cars, and they're living in like a total crap shack. And yeah, he has like a yeah. a personal chef, but he can't like afford a, a home nurse for his like yeah invalid. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, so rage inducing! I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, the mu- the mum is wishing uh, for like this Christmas wish. Then it cuts. See. And then I thought, okay, so this is the swap device. But this film is, like, overly convoluted for no reason. So then it goes, cuts to the <laughs> poor poor son at his work. And then this little boy comes into the coffee shop and starts hanging out with him. And then he starts having a conversation with the kid and he's talking about his brother. And then the kid's like, so if you could swap with him, you would, right? You'd wish that? And he's like, yeah, I'd wish that. And then the kid disappears. And then the next morning, they wake up in each other's bodies. In like, one's become the poor one, one's become the rich one. So the poor one, when he wakes up in the rich one's body, then the little boy appears to him. (laughs) And he's like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why am I in my brother's body? And the kid's like, well, okay. So the deal is, I am actually your 11-year-old self. And, and that's why my name's Eleven. But it's like, and that's why my name's Eleven. Yeah. Did you come from? Where? <laughs> how? And he goes. And remember, you wished that you could swap with him. And remember, Christmas wishes always come true. It's like, what is like, this? <laughs> you, you you say it's convoluted, but the the movie walks your hand through every single aspect of the it, of the, the plot. The role of the yeah. children. The role of the children, the yeah. younger selves, is to narrate things. It's like, it you explain don't understand what you're what's feeling happening. at the moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will walk you through it. But yeah. like, where do they come from? It's like, I'm you when you're 11. That's why my name's 11. It's like, well, your name wouldn't fucking be that then, would it? You're like little Jerry <laughs> or whatever the hell his name is. Oh my God. I'm like, so even, mad at even, this movie. even at the end, when you see, when you see the ghost of the mother, uh, with her children who aren't dead, they're just grown up, but for some reason yes. they're ghosts as well. Yes. <laughs> the, but you see, <laughs> you see them together. They, they also have to show you they a picture frame to the of, 
yeah, like, surprise, that woman in the red dress is the dead mother. It was like, yeah. Duh. Duh. But we're skipping ahead, guys, because... Because <laughs> I don't want to do this. Okay, go, go. So, I guess, yeah, it's your your standard swap tropes where... um. And it's another thing we we seem to get a lot of lawyers in this film in these films like because like so it's one the of them is the good and evil like yeah yeah, yeah. and so the one way of them, he, the way to be like it's really hard to be a lawyer so in this swap form you're gonna have to like do all this shit that you don't know how to do but that's the thing that like one brother was going hoping to become yeah, to go to law school <laughs> but then when he swaps into the body of an actual lawyer he seems to have. <laughs> All the law knowledge. Yeah. Like, immediately, there's no, like, the only, like, kind of uh, mix-ups or whatever is, like, he doesn't know which room the boardroom's in. But in terms of actually doing the job, he's completely competent straight away. Yeah. There's two people in the law firm that, that he finds out are trying to bring him down, and he, like, manages to deal with it yeah. and fires them and gets it all sorted. It's like... So drama free that whole thing. Anything that could have been interesting about that whole thing, it it, should, it reminded me a lot of um, Down to Earth, which had a similar plot of uh, like he was the head board member and there was uh, other people on the board that were secretly doing a plan. Yeah, but that 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 film mined that for drama and comedy. This oh, had no comedy. interest in that. Oh, wouldn't I? I would have so enjoyed some comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Just some comic relief. Actually, I did laugh at one line when uh, they're showing how mean he uh, is. It Ellis, Ellis, Ellis is yeah. as a yeah. boss because he will only give them the weekend off for, for Christmas. And he's like, yeah. "All right, what date does a uh, Christmas fall on this this year?" And one of his uh, employees is like, "December twenty fifth." <laughs> 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 he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Thanks a lot, smartass." <laughs> yeah, I did. I did laugh because I when we had the your standard swap sequence where they're discovering each other's bodies and yeah so he he's like he's swapped into his younger sexier brother and he's like looking at his pecs and his arms he's like oh brother good work and then he like looks in his pants and he's like oh yeah i'm a magnum magnum man man. now that's your brother's (laughs) dick dude what is wrong with you so yeah exactly (laughs) like that whole that whole like uh sequence just feels very ad-libbed as well yeah it's like yeah just uh just pretend uh that you're in someone else's body and you're checking it out and it's like yeah yeah i'll roll with it Um, the funny thing that i found about that though is like we've established that the older brother has had this like piece of shit life where everything's gone wrong for them and then the film on top of that makes it canon that he's got a small dick <laughs> to really like, just rub it in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, give this guy a break, really. But then, so as the film progresses, the um, sexier brother in the poor brother's body actually starts enjoying being there. Like, he, st- he reconnects with his mother and his nephew and decides, like, he's going to turn the brother's life around. And Which he, does he doesn't even want to. Like, yeah, it happens pretty quickly, and he and he decides he doesn't want to go to his back to his life of being super rich and successful. He's like, I don't have anything for me there anymore. It didn't establish it. There is no universe where you'd want to stay in the poor <laughs> life. 
Like, especially, it's not like they're in, like, one's in Iraq and the other one's in America. Like, you could easily move your two lives yeah. together. Yeah. Very yeah. Even easily. Even when he was like, I don't think I'm ever going to see him again, it's like, it's not a different planet. It just, <laughs> yeah. like, oh. And they, they call each other on the phone twice yeah. this entire time. It's yeah. like, you could easily solve so many of these problems and dilemmas by calling each other. You know, he he decides to put his bro- his mum in a nursing home, doesn't ask the other brother, doesn't confer with him at all. Yeah. It's just like this is what I mean. It was unfocused. It's like, what are you trying? Are you trying to say you like this life? You hate this life? You fixed it? it like it didn't really get there. Yeah, and also like Christmas wishes always come true. It's like. Why don't you wish that your mum didn't have dementia and that you all had enough money to go around the end? Like, what? you have <laughs> Those great the almighty power. <laughs> oh. This this film also had an interesting approach to the romantic plot as well. So obviously, the poorer brother is going through a divorce with his wife, and then the 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 rich uh, brother is, has. Uh, kind of an affair going on with one of the girls at his work and she kind of hates him but is sleeping with him anyway i guess yeah and when they swap the poorer brother in the rich brother's body starts like connecting with that girl and they start like make uh making kind of i don't know getting close and making a romantic connection but then the film is like he ref- will refuse to let that happen because he's still technically married to the other woman. So then it it just becomes like a weird thing where he's like setting her up to the possibility of when they swap back that they like she should give the brother a chance. But I'm like, you're getting divorced. Why don't you just make a relationship with this woman? Because he hadn't let go of her yet. Yeah. He hadn't let go of his wife. There was just not (laughs) enough meat on the bones. There was so many like, oh, why are you doing it like that? That it just didn't feel any, and, and you know the way I said it, it felt like they got people off the street. And like, do you want to be in a movie? Like the mm. father and the son had no. Mm. It was like they had never met. They just <laughs> yeah. they, they truly had no. <laughs> they had no connection. And yeah, well, when he's actually swapped bodies, he never like tries to get in contact with his son or asks, "How's my boy doing?" Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. This film did the an interesting choice. Well, I think we've seen this in a couple of other of our sort films, uh, where the people in their lives think that work out or no work out the fact that they've swapped themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the without goes, them, the woman goes. This explains a lot. I'm like, no, it doesn't explain <laughs> anything. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah, and the son as well. Like when he fights, so the rich brother in the poor brother's body decides like that he's just going to sign the divorce papers for the brother. And the when the son comes home, he's like, "Oh, by the way, uh, I'm going to sign the divorce papers. Uh, do you want some pasta?" <laughs> and then the son's <laughs> like, "Um, like that's." The impetus of him going, oh, okay, you're not actually my dad because there's no way that my dad, my dad would, do would, this. would actually do this. But then making the extra leap to you're my uncle's in, you're my uncle possessing my dad's body, like nobody on earth would no. ever, no. ever make that leap. At least by just accepting all these things, the movie got done pretty quickly. Like, yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was a short movie. I will give it. 
No, and now at 20? It felt like an eternity. <laughs> I paused it so many times because I kept like losing focus. I was like, okay, get your like head back in the game. And I'd pause it and I'd be like, you are fucking kidding me. Still, I've got powerful long to go. This is terrible. <laughs> So then, uh, the film concludes, uh, with, uh, the, sorry, the, the rich brother in the poor of the brother's body is refusing to swap. But then, uh, the, the poor brother in the rich brother's body is speaking to his younger self and is like, I just want my life back. Just tell me right now how I can swap back. So usually there's like a big, you know, thing they have to overcome. But in this film, all he has to do is close his eyes and wish. Which, like, why didn't he do that earlier? And again, but anyway, do it the old timers. Fucking get some money for your mom. Get her a nurse. <laughs> like, it just, it's all we have to do is wish for something. Fucking make my boobs bigger, you know? Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, he swaps back. Uh, then the brother comes down from California, finally comes down to Louisiana, and they all hang out for Christmas together. And then they wake up the next morning and the mum's dead, which yes. solves all so, their problems. And, and that, yes, that happens. that's totally <laughs> why they do it. Seven minutes left to go. I'm like, you can't be killing the mum now. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Merry it's Christmas. Like, <laughs> but, like, what? How fucking depressing. They, would, <laughs> they didn't even wake. Till like after Christmas, she literally yeah. just dead on Christmas morning. This this fun Christmas romp kills the mum in the last act on Christmas morning, and does it? <laughs> Thank God they so, didn't show her face. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. that would just be too far. But uh, like. The film is obviously doing that because they've written themselves into a corner because they've made it that putting her into a nursing home is bad, bad. but she is so high maintenance that there's no other way besides destroying your own life to take care of her. So the only way for everyone to be happy is for her to die. Maybe a deleted scene was the other brother smothered her with a pillow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dark, but also that would have bumped this film up by at least one star for me. <laughs> it like pivot the genre to like I don't know thrillers. Like I don't know. I cannot. You know, talking to be so boring is just <laughs> talking through this film with you guys have actually made me like. It's d- double guess myself in terms of did I actually like Thank the other God, ones more or it less? Was so this was so <laughs> bad. Where do you rate it, Brendan? In the Christmas ones? Uh, if it was on this sh- this Christmas shit sandwich, yeah, yeah. I would uh, definitely Instant make base it the layer bread. Of bread. Yeah, because <laughs> like you said, it's so sad. It's it's <laughs> there's no nothing fun about it. Like. <laughs> Comedy is even bandied about. Like, are you kidding me? I would. Denise Richards one. I was looking at the. Come on. I was. I was looking at the Instagrams for like the actors in this film. No. And and I scrolled back to when this came out, and they were like. Time to like gather up all your family for this fun <laughs> family watch this Christmas. I'm like, really? It's like you get your grandma to watch it with you, and she's like, "You're gonna fucking put me in a home or smother me with a pillow, aren't you?" Oh my god, it's terrible. <laughs> remember that? Remember that fun family film when the guy like 
pretends to have erectile dysfunction so he doesn't have to have sex with his brother's girlfriend. <laughs> Fun family watch. Oh and then the mum dies. <laughs> what did you guys think of the, the, the depiction of the Alzheimer's mother? Because one, she looked younger than the sons. Two, uh, <laughs> Like I, I it always was think awful back to representation. It was awful. Yeah, I always think back to Roger Ebert. He always used to say this, and I'm fairly sure he said this about the Notebook. But it's like when Alzheimer's are in bad movies, it's always used for the convenience of the plot in terms of how functioning the person is. They're is. always functioning Absolutely. at the right time. They're either you know a complete com- inconvenience. You know, can't can't wipe their own ass, and then all of a sudden they're exposing wisdom or having an emotional moment yeah, totally. or recalling an emotional memory. And this film is definitely and a victim that of that. Why the Notebook is very shit. <laughs> I so wanted to do it as my tenuous this this week, just We're so doing we do it. do a tenuous get, episode. We're doing it as a, get as Lucy a, wild up. A bonus episode. We need to. Uh, I just want to see. I want to witness Brendan witnessing the Notebook. Yeah, a close up of his face so we can see every tear. And it's like <laughs> the devil and the angel, it's like Paul on one side and me on the other side of like who's he gonna go yeah. with? But you'll I, hate like, it. You'll hate it. I just cry and look up and go, It was a masterpiece. Oh my god. <laughs> it's fucking like I cry. I cried in the dance sequence of Suddenly Thirty, and the Notebook was like dry as a bone. Did you did you did you cry in the Christmas swap? <laughs> is that this one? Yeah, yeah, that's the name of this one. No, this is the Christmas switch, isn't it? <laughs> this is the swap. This is the swap. Oh shit! I wrote it wrong in my Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, we may do this next year, spoiler alert, but we've done the Christmas switch, but there's also Christmas switch, like, no. without the the. No the. There's you, no the. You're kidding me. <laughs> Are they all made by the same people as well? It no. Just feels- so, th- so this one, and I think we haven't mentioned this at all, this one was made by a network called One TV, and they are a channel that exclusively does content for the black community. So all their movies and TV shows make the effort for all the main characters to be played by African-American and black actors. So, and I think that is the one, like, the one refreshing thing about this film is that, you know, these are your lily white normal people that we've seen in all of our other swap films, but that's pretty much it. I don't know. I can't speak as someone of this community, so I don't know if there's, like, nuances to, like, the things they're referencing that give this extra depth or make it more interesting. I have the feeling that that isn't uh, the case. Yeah, all communities can have bad films. Like yeah, <laughs> they yeah, need to be re- represented they- in horrible films as well. <laughs> but that being said, like this year, um, Lifetime did their first ever gay Christmas movie with Fran Drescher called uh, The Christmas Sweat Setup, and I she watched it. No, no, she plays like the gay kid's like mother oh, who okay. sets him up with another guy in the small town when he comes back from New York to visit, and it wasn't great. It was like leagues better than this. But there's something comforting about the fact that, you know, 
we as gay people now get our own version of this. And even though it might not be a great film, it kind of made it better, just the fact that we got one. Okay, so I understand what you're saying in in the context of this film, for sure. Interesting. Yeah, I think anything that has a bit more of, like, representation can never be a completely bad thing, even as how terrible it is. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, all right. Let's let's get on with this episode before we get into a deep depression ourselves. Yeah, I am in I'm in the worst mood. <laughs> <laughs> well, what better way to take our revenge than rating how hot all these people are? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So now it's time for our favorite segment, Hot or Not. Take it away, Lucy. Are they dude or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. Ding. Bing. Everyone. Beautiful in their own way. And <laughs> since Brendan is going to be editing this episode, I request um, like Christmassy sounds while Lucy's singing that. All right. Thanks. I hear those <laughs> <right there too>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Dondre T. Whitfield as Jerry Craig, the poor brother. Hot or not? (laughs) I mean, like, he wasn't bad looking. He was in good shape. Like, Mm. he's a good guy looking after his mum, but he was very boring because he, somebody spent maybe about 10 minutes on writing his character. So he just was like a cardboard cutout of a human. So I I agree like he was like he he's technically a good-looking person but his character was such a fucking downer. Yeah. That it, it just like upset me to look at him because I knew that I would have to be spending time with this character. Yeah. So I'm going to so, yeah, that not. just really like, made it's it hard like to get friend like, or foe. It's like I would it. not be his friend. Yeah. What did you say Brendan? Um, well it's it's really hard to to find someone arousing when you're so sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I got like you know, low and, grade depression of this movie. <laughs> and like, no offense to anyone, but the film did establish that he had a small penis. So, <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Christian Keys as Ellis Craig. Now, I'm going to come out and say this like, despite the quality of the I film. You came out ages ago. <laughs> this is a different coming out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Despite the quality of the film, I have to say that Christian Keys might be one of the hottest men we've had on this show. Like, yeah, he was pretty he, it, yeah. Definitely in terms of leads of SWAT films as well, because usually it's like the jock guy that's bullying the main character or whatever. But we've yeah. had very few, apart from like Ryan Reynolds, like very few like 
classically Jack. sexy people in the swap itself, like yeah. Ryan Reynolds, Guy Pierce, and now this guy. So, Good yes, for you, honey. Live your de- life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, e- even though the film is savage, it's a bit of a piece of shit. I guess he turns that around by the end. It's so um, bad he's how so we f- just admonish the other guy for being boring, saying it's <laughs> not <much. laughs> This guy's like an actual ear band of his family, and he won't share any of his money with them. <laughs> and he won't even, like... Help his uh, partner finish, you know what I mean? Oh, my God, but yeah, terrible. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't know, like, oh, it's, it's such a, like, But did you see those watch. abs? Did you see that face? And, the, and um, the film establishes he's got a giant dick. Uh, hot, 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 hot. Which my, he uses I for himself. I hate myself, but he's getting a hot, yeah. <laughs> Brendan? I'll, uh, I'll bring some morality back to this podcast and say no. <laughs> Um, so friend or foe, Eleven, his younger self, would you be friends with the younger Jerry? Uh, I did did we no. get to know younger Jerry? Like, No, I wouldn't be. I think, I, I think I would be friends with him because he was calling out older Jerry for pretty much all the bullshit behavior. He was trying to encourage him to just enjoy being in the swap form and, but I also you know. But like he was like keeping secret, like this little kid's like magic. And he... It was like a little demon child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still yeah, don't I wonder understand, if he... like, why is it... If it's a younger self, like, where did it come from? Like, like Bridget said, is it an angel? Like, I don't get it. Does it make any sense? <laughs> if it's younger him back in the day, like, or are we talking about the present day reincarnation of his 11 year old self which because, one are we talking about because no one else can see him like because it was a bit where the kid was in the room and no one could like uh, yeah no, it's I, really I didn't weird. get it yeah i think i would be friends with uh reincarnated demon or angel uh ghost 11 year old <laughs> Jerry, I think the whole because he movie, could grab my wishes. I think the whole movie was just, like, actually the synapses in the mother's brain, like, firing as she's dying. Like, so she's, like, hallucinating about the children and they're, like, and it's, like, as she's fading away, like, it's an old woman's, like, And the movie I'm actually actually brain. starts when he, like, walks in and finds the dead body. Yeah. I am so fucking upset that they didn't give Lucy a pass on this script before they they <laughs> like started shooting it. <laughs> I think you could have turned this into a masterpiece. Um all right, so finally Tracy Higgins as Mia. So the um rich guy's uh co-worker slash girl he's having an affair with. Yeah, she was hot. But also like who was he having an affair with? We never saw any other girl. Yeah. She must have hated yeah, but- herself. She was like, it was a total hate fuck for her with that guy. Yeah. Like, he- yeah. Because she did mention that he has a slew of women that he fucks at the same time. She did say that. Yeah. And like you said, he <laughs> so didn't I'm- care about her enjoyment of their set. Like, yeah, I'm I was so like, mad you- at this movie. This is. <laughs> and, you know, with such a rich richly written female character you would be shocked to know this film was actually written by a woman so what the actual (laughs) fuck (laughs) like it i think it's an extra crime when females do this to themselves so but they're just trying to sell a script you know what i mean they're just like i know i i know what's gonna sell and i'm gonna write that so i can actually get into this industry like that makes sense um i'm gonna 
I'm gonna give her a hot. She was she was a pretty woman, yeah. but um, yeah, uh, the character was very questionable. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Bre- Brendan, are you gonna you agree or? Yeah, well, she wasn't doing anything wrong. <laughs> she was, <laughs> and yeah, cute. Let's get to opinion swap where we find some interesting reviews of the Christmas swap from across the interwebs. How how many like layers? Did you have to? Yeah, so there isn't a lot of sorry, there isn't a lot of reviews of this movie. Funnily enough, like Letterbox had three, IMDb had like three, and that was it. It's not available on like to buy on Amazon or anything. So there's no Amazon reviews. It was very hard judging these up. But I do have a couple. The first one's from KZ nine one seven one on IMDb, and he says one out of ten. Horrible. I. <laughs> Under no circumstances should there be a Magnum condom joke in a Christmas movie. Who tagged this as family? Clearly not watching the same movie I was. There is a certain protocol and elements that a movie should contain in order to have the designation family or Christmas. This movie had none of them. Simply putting Christmas in the title is not enough. Is her like... (laughs) (laughs) Like, is it because, like, the reference to a condom is like talking about sex or is it the fact that a condom prevents someone from having a family because that stops the sperm and kills the well condoms are in in the catholic religion condoms are sinful so ah, so that's yeah. what it's about it's not about the, the reference to yeah. sex it's yeah. about the fact that he every every time ellis was boning mia he was <laughs> double sinning because he was having sex outside of marriage and with a and condom. he was and he was dropping his seed on the floor. Yes, I've I've read yeah. the Bible. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> uh, yeah, so this one's from Brian Maguire on Letterbox. Uh, no reference to Lizzie Maguire. Uh, he gives it two and a half stars, and he says they have done it again, and it's got a high dose of LSD Christmas magic. By the way, they make a version of this film every year. It's big, it's vice versa, Freaky Friday. It's a film where two people switch bodies. And I have seen at least three versions in the last three years in a row. Amateur. Oh, only three. (laughs) (laughs) This one starts rocky, but it's an amazing LSD stride. Yeah, the music sucks hard as shit and delivers the whole time. And the last act, everything gets good, dark, fucked. Beautiful. It's a bad trip gone right. What film was this guy watching? <laughs> Why do they references to being on drugs? Like, I don't understand. I, think that- I, I feel like, like he was just on drugs. <laughs> yeah, he's one of these people who's like, have you watched this high? Or You know what I mean? Like, you got to <laughs> watch it on LSD like, then. It's a whole different film. the Pink Floyd record on at the same time, it like syncs up. Oh my God, what? I don't know anything in this film that would have been heightened by LSD. I mean, I've never taken LSD, but from what I understand, like, he's like, 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 do you want to get fucking you so sad? Much. Yeah, it would have depressed you so much. You would have walked out on the road in front of a car. Like, it, yeah, yeah, I've been sad, but have you been fucking so depressed? <laughs> <laughs> Try this film on LSD. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for tenuous recommendations where we each recommend a movie, TV show, song, album, or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. Uh, I'll go first. 
my connection is Christmas. So uh, last year, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> so last year I uh, said one of my favorite Christmas themed movies, which is Tokyo Godfathers. And this year I want to recommend another kind of offbeat Christmas movie that not everyone immediately thinks of when they think of Christmas. But I putting my foot down that this is definitely a Christmas movie. And that is 1999's Go, starring <gasps> Sarah Polly, Katie Holmes, Timothy Oliphant, Jane, Jane Krakowski, and like Scott heaps Wolf? more. Scott Wolf. Yeah. Like, Party this is like a power, powerhouse it is set at Christmas, 90s isn't movie. It? Yeah, it's set at a Christmas rave on Christmas Eve. It's definitely a Christmas movie. Oh, my God, I'm uh, writing this down. I can't wait to watch this again. Yeah, so the film's directed by Doug Lyman, who did, like, the first Bourne movie and Live, Die, Repeat and, like, a whole bunch of great movies. And this is the film that kind of got him his start. It kind of came in the wave of, like, Pulp Fiction uh, rip-offs, and it kind of got lost in that shuffle. But this is definitely by far the best of that bunch. And... I like. I know this is blasphemy, but I kind of prefer watching this to Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah, it's, it is. It's good, definitely. Man. Yeah, it's definitely a breezier watch. It's a lot of fun. Amazing nineties cast. Um, I mean, this film has Timothy Oliphant in nothing but pants and a Santa's hat. What's more <laughs> Christmassy than that? This is the fucking <laughs> film that launched Lens Steal My Sunshine. Like, this is a cultural powerhouse, this film. Hey, do you guys remember <laughs> um, dancing to that at my wedding? Yes. yes. Yeah. So without <laughs> this film, we bang. wouldn't have had that experience. Yeah. yeah. So everyone needs to get on this film. I feel like it's kind of dropped off the radar. If you weren't, like, at a specific age in the 90s, you probably overlooked this one. Yeah, totally. And, like, last year I had a few people over and we all watched it and none of them had seen it before and they all walked away like huge fans. So, Good um, job. yeah. Go, uh, definitely the 1999 Go. There's several movies called Go, <laughs> including one from Australia this year about go-kart racing. <laughs> Not that. 1999's Go starring Katie Holmes. Get on it. Hey, Paul, did you just like find that or did you Google like movies that are about Christmas but maybe not straight up Christmas movies? Because I definitely did that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, um, like I had always acknowledged that it was a Christmas movie, and then last year I actually made like I had people over for Christmas to watch it. So, oh, okay, well, thanks oh, so much thanks yeah. for the invite, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, bye. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, Brendan, what's yours? Well, like you, I was going, to, I was going to go with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because that is set. Yeah, I think I have. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I'm going to go the other way and go with the other theme of this film, which is crippling, depressive themes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm recommending, if you want to feel sad this holiday, watch First Reformed. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> What's that? Have you watched First Reformed? No. It's Ethan Hawke with Ethan Hawke. It was, like, nominated for the Oscar last year. Yeah, and oh. well-deserved. It's a really good film. And uh, yeah. it will just really, you know, wreck your week. <laughs> it's so it's, fucking depressing. It's great, but it's so fucking depressing. It's, yeah, it's great, but it's super depressing. It's um about this minister who's uh basically like losing his faith and uh just going through like a really hard time. 
Um, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, basically someone in his um, congregation that he's been, you know, trying to help um, like commit suicide and stuff. Anyway, um, if that's, if that's oh. your vibe, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you also like that film has a double whammy of like the suicide themes. And also like another huge focus is how the world is doomed world is because of doomed, climate change. Yeah. So it's got the double whammy of like wow. you'll want to like yeah cry yourself to sleep that there night. Is so yeah, no good, hope. yeah, yeah, good work, Brendan. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> uh, Lucy. What's yours? Yeah, so I was like, oh, Christmas. What can I do? My favorite Christmas movie is Meet Me in St. Louis, which is the yeah, Judy Garland, great, great which I've movie. already recommended. I think was that. Yeah. I don't know if I did it. Might have been with the I think it was the musical. My favourite musical. Yeah. yeah. So I can't do that. Um, and so I'm doing a Brendan Levi special. Ooh. <laughs> this movie was made in 2016. Yes. Yeah. If yeah. you yeah. reverse 16, you get 61. <laughs> so I just looked up movies that came out in, in 1961. It's 61. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited that Lucy's caught on and... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't my... condone this behavior, but I like I, Lucy more. I so did I a Google. <laughs> I did a Google. I tried. I did the main cast. I did the makeup artist. I did. I looked for Christmas shit. I was just like, I can't. I can't do this. So I looked up movies made in '61 um, and found out that a movie that um, I have enjoyed at a time in my life um was made then so i'm doing it's a french new wave film by jean-luc godard called um a woman is a woman or un femme femme, whatever it is i don't know (laughs) and it's like his take on um kind of like an american musical thing but like through the lens of a weird um french new wave movie it's got anna karina in it she's totally iconic and jean-paul belondo who's also a you know, a babe, and I think maybe it was the first movie that he, uh, Jean-Luc Godard made that was in colours, cinema, yep. scope. Yeah. <laughs> so it's amazing yeah. to look at. <laughs> um, and it's kind of like a love story, but it's that whole thing of, like, jump cuts and, you know, you don't really know what's going yeah. on because it's French New Wave, but um, that's it from me. Happy oh, New very Year. Very cultured. <laughs> You you could see see how much this film got us in the Christmas spirit when those were the recommendations. I feel like this is wait, what wait, we wait. do every year. This is like a Christmas present. This is a fucking lump of coal under the tree. Like this is we are, <laughs> our listeners deserve so much better. I feel Actually, like this could put me in such a bad mood that it, 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 I'm really sorry. I feel like no one's going to enjoy this episode because my <laughs> bad mood is just like permeating off. The microphone. Can I can I change mine now? I want to change mine. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a recommendation um, which is connected to Lucy's. So hers is a French New Wave film. I want to recommend a, a French a French Christmas film <laughs> <laughs> called uh, Dial Code Santa Claus. <laughs> Did you just Google that? Do you know what it is? No. So. Brendan actually <laughs> came over my house the other night and we watched this. Okay. So uh, yeah. I, I was I was going to recommend it but as I, I thought Brendan would anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> I will first reform uh Dial Code Santa Claus. Very very good <laughs> choices of me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I we're gonna leave first reformed in, but 
Yeah. Also, yeah, just so that everyone's aware, we did watch this French horror Christmas movie from the 80s called Dial Code Santa Claus, which predates Home Alone, but is essentially the same film, except instead of the wet bandits, you have a psychopath dressed up as Santa Claus who is like a, a legit murderer rather than just trying to steal his stuff. So it's like a little, like this rich kid who's defending his giant mansion against this psychotic Santa Claus and like sets traps and stuff. Cool. And yeah, it is cool. It is um, also it's very, terrible. It's, but it's, it's, it's amazing. And like, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very singular film. You won't see another French horror Christmas film with music by Bonnie Tyler, like it's it's its own thing. Oh, wow. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I would recommend seeking that one out. It's becoming a bit of a cult classic. So cool. But be warned, the dog does die brutally. So if you're if it. you're sensitive about those things, you can't. <laughs> All right. So where are we ranking the Christmas swap among the films we've covered on the podcast? I kind of thought knew where I was going to put it, but now I've like completely changed you. where I am. I don't know what I'm going to do. All right, so Brendan, where are you putting it? Oh man, this is this is so hard. This like looking at the end of my list. Oh man, there's just some real turds yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh, I'm just going to put it at the top of the heap, and so I. I feel what? like it's going. I feel like it's going to go under Prelude to a Kiss and above Dream a Dream Little, a little dream. dream. I'm going to put it in between Velocipasta and the Sex Trip. Sex Trip. So second from the bottom. I really couldn't bear this movie. Man, Pretty Cool is really climbing the ladder there, Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. You guys will come around. Court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Justice I, pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to put this in between Possession and The Cobbler. So that actually puts it in between Switch, uh, the Christmas Switch and Christmas Trade because Christmas Switch is a few spaces above that and Christmas Trade is still my number one worst. Same. Because, I don't know, Christmas Trade, even though it wasn't as dour as this film, it did feel like a lot more boring than this film. No, so it's a Christmas trade, Denise Richards. The Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, no, nah, you guys are mental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, At I least stand it, by like, that. looked shiny and had, like, a nicely decorated Christmas tree. You can give it a point for that. Sure. The demon bear. <laughs> Tom oh, Arnold. I forgot about the demon bear. Demon bear. Tom Arnold. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the shit we've watched for this podcast, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, <laughs> so next episode, we are going to be in 2021 and season four of our podcast. How exciting! Ooh. So we're gonna, so uh, we're gonna start <sighs> this brand new era with a bang with what should be, I'm predicting, a very good movie. Freaky, starring Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. Oh my god, a real film. A real film, a real cinema release film a movie. made by a studio <laughs> with, with <budget>. actors. 
<laughs> where after swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. Yeah. So, yeah, at least I you get a bit things. of reprieve. Yeah. Things. And Brendan and I are going to make an excursion to the cinema, which will be fun. So, cool. uh, yeah. Thanks, but, Paul. Thank uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited uh, and excited for a whole new year of buddy swap. <laughs> Brendan's like completely stone faced, like kill me now. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Are you excited for this freaky one, Brendan? Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely excited for this one, but looking at this list and hearing another year is I've got some good shit lined up. For future us and to you worry know, about. Do you miss the minisodes? I miss the minisodes. Yeah. Look, we'll we'll get back to the minisodes. Tell us tell point. us if you miss the, the minisodes or not, and we'll do some more. But uh yeah. 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 Brendan, you realize that's just and gonna be Paul making you watch high school Mexican high school musical or something like that. Like you really <laughs> wanna wish for that. Wait, who's got me next? Who's got me next? Is it is It's it me. Paul It's me. Yeah, no, nah, alright. So you're you're right. But yeah, Paul we have a double in <laughs> Oh wait. Mm. Okay. But like no, there's some there's some quality swap films that we've got lined up. Like and there's some heavy hitters we haven't done yet. I'll, I'll like make Paul watch first Malkovich before and- if he tries to make me watch <laughs> We should do another. That's against the rules. We, we should do another like poll one. Like ask the listeners which one they want us to do. Ah, oh, there you go. Look, if the if the listeners stop being rat fucks and engage with us more, I'm happy to do a poll. Like I'll do whatever. I'll fucking do whatever. If they ask me to do a jerk off video on the Facebook, I'll do it. Why is that the first suggestion? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking the listeners to ask me. <laughs> oh my god I'll do a makeup tutorial but basi- <laughs> Basically I'm just hungry for engagement I will be your whore So like We don't even need to go OnlyFans I'll just do it on anything Oh my word <laughs> Alright on that note you rat fucks uh, That's it for another Swap, swap Cars podcast Merry Christmas Merry Christmas, uh, Sorry yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I, I truly hope nobody watched this film in preparation for I this I feel episode. like, truly, you're going to have to put some canned laughter in this episode. I was <laughs> cold as ice. All right, until next time, I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. I was Brendan Lee Bay. All right, Merry, bye, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> the Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.